Gracious God, let these words be more than words. Give us the spirit of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Stir up your power, our colic asks God. With great might come among us. I know that some of you at Holy Communion are here to escape fire and brimstone. I know that many people come to the Episcopal Church because we tend toward a more dignified way of praying and preaching. And yet still, we have scripture like this. Who warned you brood of vipers to flee from the wrath to come? I'm not starting there with you all this morning, I promise. The Episcopal tradition has not historically been a John the Baptist sort of place. I promise to not start thumping a Bible, but this third Sunday of Advent, I want to say, I think our world needs religious radicals, but of a different sort than the brand we have seen in recent decades. We need religious radicals for hope. Our world needs religious radicals today more than ever. You may be thinking, Mike, do you know what you're saying? The so-called fundamentalist Christians are attacking civil rights at home. Islamic fundamentalists wreak havoc abroad. How can you say we need religious radicals? And I say to you, we need religious radicals because what passes for radicalism, what passes for religious fundamentalism has almost nothing to do with the faith we share. What passes for religious extremism has nothing to do with the good news. The gospel. The antidote to rising fundamentalism is not less religion, but more. We need more radically hopeful religion. What we need is the religion of John the Baptist, to the radicalism of John the Baptist. The people ask John, what should we do? Listen again to his words. Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. Whoever has food must do likewise. He tells tax collectors not to steal. He tells soldiers not to extort the people, to be satisfied with their wages. That was John's radicalism. Treat one another like human beings. Treat one another with dignity, because all are created in the image and likeness of God. The word radical comes from the Latin radix, or root. To be radical is to be rooted, to know what holds us up, to know what gives us life. John proclaims an ethics. He is a prophet of the reign of God that Jesus would come to describe. He is a prophet of hope. Set your roots in hope. It's what all of John's exhortations have in common. Hope. You have to have hope or you will be selfish. You will decide not to give away your second coat in case you need a backup. You have to have hope, or you will be greedy. You'll extort money and overtax your neighbor to make sure you have a nice nest egg in case the economy turns south. Hope and generosity, hope and ethics go hand in hand. Have hope, John says. In our mission statement, Holy Communion professes to be a congregation shaped by welcome, diversity, and a commitment to our community. This is a radical calling, a hopeful calling, especially in our world today. 
In this culture of fear, fear of the other, welcome is radical. In a city that is divided along racial and economic and ethnic lines, committing to a church where we meet on common ground with people of diverse skin colors, economic statuses, gender expressions, ages, abilities, sexual orientations, among other differences, coming together as a diverse community, that's radical. And in a society that stresses individuality, working to build community with our neighbors is radical. And it's hopeful. There's a story about St. Francis at the funeral of the Pope. It's told by the Brazilian theologian Leonardo Boff. The year is 1216. The great cathedral of Perugia is the setting. Boff tells us lugubrious Gregorian chants rise from the choir. The solemn plunctum super innocentium is being sung. The Pope of Innocent III lies in state before the altar. Innocent had risen to become the most powerful monarch in Europe. The church had become the most powerful institution on the continent, but death catches up with us all. The Pope's body is clothed in finery, befitting a monarch. Furs, jewels, gold, silver, every symbol of double power, sacred and secular. Around midnight, as the deceased pope lies alone in the darkness, thieves break into the cathedral. They strip the pope bare. After they make off with innocent's rich clothes, legend tells us, a crumpled figure rises from a dark corner where he was huddled in prayer. He takes off his worn and dirty tunic, a tunic of penance that his friend, Pope Innocent III, had authorized him to wear just a few years earlier in 1209. And he covers the body of the naked pope with his simple tunic. Innocent III and Francis were both important figures in in the faith of their time. Innocent was the pope, the most powerful figure in the Catholic Church, But save for the medieval scholars in our midst, very few of us could talk about what Innocent valued, what he held dear. What were Innocent III's roots? I couldn't tell you. Francis is another story. Children today can talk about Francis' love for animals and his respect for all creation. People of many faiths today are inspired by Francis' call to care for the poor. Francis was a radical. And his roots continue to speak to us today. His hope continues to speak to us today. When they write the story of Holy Communion, will they write about our silver chalices and our beautiful stone building? Or will they write about something more radical? Will they tell stories of a community that was rooted in the teachings of Jesus? Will they tell stories of the ways we welcomed the stranger and even the stranger, stranger? Will they laugh as they marvel at the ways we brought such diverse people together to worship and to learn and to pray? Will they talk about our work together building community? I think our city and our world are hungry for the kind of radical Christianity I have heard described by the people of Holy Communion. We are weary of the visions of religion that are readily available. 
We're tired of what passes for extremism and fundamentalism. We are hungry for the good news proclaimed by John the Baptist, proclaimed by Francis, proclaimed by Jesus, and hopefully proclaimed by this unique congregation in University City. We are hungry for hope. This Advent, will we pray that God might stir up the divine power, might come with great might, Will we try on the title, Religious Radicals? Will we set our roots in the gospel hope? Amen.